For more resources, visit rym.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. Hey everybody, uh, we are back talking to Russ, who is the Director of Cross-Cultural Advancement uh, with RUF. Um, and Russ, I forgot to mention, aren't you in a band? I didn't even ask you about <laughs> You know, I do a little music on the side. You know, I, I, I studied music in undergrad, so, you know, I jam in uh, the D.C. music scene. So Okay. All right. Yeah, and I should have said you're up in Washington, D.C. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Well, maybe we'll have another podcast where you can talk about your band or maybe sing some songs <laughs> for us. Um, so, look, we've been uh, talking about diversity, and uh, this is something, this question today, I mean, you, you touched on this in your sermon that I keep referencing, um, but, but going beyond that sermon, um, w- would you give us three examples of ways in which you see the brokenness of humanity manifested, um, specifically, you know, in this area of, and, and as you, you talk about, you know, favoritism, partiality, race, all, all of um, that kind of lumping all that uh, together? Mm. Well, the first thing I would say, I'm going to say two things because I think they're so big. They deserve their own kind of, you know, full, fully devoted podcast to unpacking them. But I would say the first thing is self-righteousness. Um, and self-righteousness, um, we actually need to like break, break that down because self-righteousness comes in many forms. And it's not, there's not just this blanket category of self-righteousness. We need to get more specific if we're going to actually repent of it. Because there are many ways that we try to count ourselves as righteous. And, and when we do that, we're setting ourselves off against other people. So, like, we can have, uh, you know, um, different kinds of theological self-righteousness. You know, I get my theology right. I don't know what those people are doing, you know. We have, uh, you know you know, uh, uh, flexibility, self-righteousness. Like I'm, I'm flexible and easygoing. You know, I don't know why those people are so uptight, you know, like, um, you know, schedule righteousness, time righteousness, <laughs> you know, you're sitting there at a meeting and you know, you're looking at the clock and, and all of a sudden this person's five minutes late. I mean, I don't know why they just can't get their lives together. I mean, why, why would they disrespect me like this? You know, like <laughs> at, at least I care about re- respecting people's time. You know, like it's like that's a form of self-righteousness. It's mm-hmm. a self-righteousness is where we lift ourselves up and we assess ourselves as somehow better or uh, more worthy of the smile of God than the other is. And so, I mean, you can do it with finances. You can do political self-righteousness. You know, like uh, if you really love God, then you'll vote for my candidate. You know, like that kind of thing is is all over the place. And so um, there's, there's even this is funny thing, right, in the culture, uh, the secular culture looks down at Christians for being self, you know, self-righteous fair, Pharisees kind of thing. Right. But then they have their own version of self-righteousness, like tolerance, self-righteousness, I I'm, I'm open-minded and charitable toward people. I don't know what those people, those Christians are doing. And in that very act, they are revealing their own self-righteousness. So 
self-righteousness is a, it's a bugger. You know, it's it's one that we wrestle with to the day we die. Um, but self-righteousness really um, heightens a lot of the the divisions in life. That's one of the ways that this ugliness is expressed. But then I think in a in a in a social media culture, I would say that one of the the biggest ways that this shows up, this ugliness, this sin shows up around these issues of of loving the other, cross-cultural diversity, all that kind of thing, is our words. Hmm. Um, our words, Jesus says that we are going to be held accountable for every careless word. Hmm. And when you think about the way that we we use our words toward people, it is frightening. Absolutely. It's, it's frightening. And I, you know, <clears throat> there's this, there's this interesting, you know, celebration when, when you see someone burn someone to the ground for their, for their views or their positions on a matter, whether it's political or theological, I mean, they just light them on fire, but that doesn't make you a hero. That makes you an arsonist, right? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and, the, and the way we do that with our words to people, the way that we condescend toward people, um, the way that we damn people with faint praise, um, the way that we slander people. Um, I've been doing my personal devotions uh, through the Proverbs, and it has been very, um, very challenging to me to hear some of the things that are said in the Proverbs about our tongue and the way that we use our words and um, and, and what God thinks uh, about, you know, our, whether we're wise or whether we're simple or whether we're fools, as our words reveal us, Pow- life and death is in the power of the tongue. Um, and so every day we're either choosing to be a, a people that is spreading life uh, with our words or a people that is spreading death with our words, killing people, stabbing them with our words. And so um, I think that it's a really important, uh, there's an ethic, there's a heart disposition because our hearts are vented through our words. So the way we use our words is just a window into our hearts and and the ugliness of our hearts. And so I think that that's an important, um, that's an important piece uh, when it comes to how this sin is revealed. So if we make a practice, uh, how do you get good at this? You make a practice of using your words um, to harm uh, rather than to bless. And the only way that you uh, grow through this is by using, choosing to use your words uh, or to, to hold back words that would otherwise be destructive. Uh, because I, the powerful thing in terms of the gospel, how does the gospel address our words? Jesus had every reason to speak against us, and he would have been right. The accuser who speaks against us. He's called the accuser because he brings his words against us. And even though he's right, what Jesus does is he speaks a better word. And I love how Hebrews takes the story of Cain and Abel to make this point, that the blood of Abel was crying out from the ground, acknowledging the guilt of Cain who killed him. It was calling out for justice. But the writer of Hebrews says that the blood of Jesus speaks a better word. 
because the blood of Jesus is, it speaks out for our pardon, for our reconciliation, for our renewal, for our justification. And that's how Jesus even stands today. Like to this very day, Jesus Christ sits at the right hand of the Father, speaking on our behalf. And that, if, if that does not change the way you use your words, nothing will. And hmm. it's so much good stuff. And I mean, we, we continually, we, we cannot overemphasize the importance of words in the Christian faith. Um, I mean, obviously, we worship a God who spoke creation into existence and gives us a book to communicate uh, to us. Jesus yeah. Christ calling, calling himself the living word. Um, mm-hmm. and, and seeing, you know, like you said, I mean, as Christians, we do need to be a people um, that exercise, I guess, taking this application of words, but, but exercising more discernment in social media. Um, yes. It should give us great pause of just the words we we throw out there, um, you know, about what we post, what we tweet. And even, you know, if you want to say um, the, the, the images and pictures we share, you know, I mean, there's the expression, you know, a picture says a thousand words. Um, mm-hmm. we, we've got to be thinking about uh, what we're communicating and, and ultimately just thinking back to, to the words of Christ, blessed are the peacemakers, for they should be That's called right. children of God. How, how can we create mm-hmm. peace, you know, mm. on social media? So a lot of good mm. thoughts there. And then, you know, self-righteousness as well. Mm. Um Anyway, so much uh, conviction there uh, for sure. Mm. And ultimately, just kind of broadly thinking of it as self-righteousness is saying, Jesus, I don't need your righteousness. I have my own. And Mm -hmm. so just the height of offense there. Um, Yes. Any last words before we move on? Uh, On that words piece, I think that it's important for us to not just pay attention to the content of our speech, but the impact of our speech. And so sometimes if you say the right thing in the wrong way at the wrong time, it's the wrong thing, right? So it takes, it takes wisdom to know what's an appropriate word and what's an appropriate time uh, for the listener. So if, if our heart is to benefit the other, um, then we need to exercise care and wisdom when it comes to our words, especially words about the other. And then just golden rule, you know, like, do unto uh, to others what you'd have them do unto you. Speak about others as you would have them speak about you. And it doesn't mean that we're not truth tellers and that we can't disagree and that we can't identify sin uh, in the culture or sin in another person. But the apostle says, let your words be seasoned with grace. And I, that's the important thing, that there there is a graciousness even when you have to say hard words. You know, they say, a friend, the difference between the words of a friend and the words of an enemy is that a, a friend stabs you in the front, you know, <laughs> instead of stabbing you in the back. Like they give you the hard word face to face in love. And there's no doubt that, you know, these, these words merge from a heart that is for you. Hmm. Very good. And just one, one last thing as we're closing that out, just the importance to. I know we've all experienced this, you know, through text message or social media, completely misunderstanding uh, what it is the person's communicating by their words. Because we, mm-hmm. you know, when we think of social media, not being able to see someone's face or hearing their tone of voice. Um, so yeah. for, for the Christian, we have to be all the more cautious and discerning in what it is mm-hmm. we're sharing. So, Russ, yeah. again, a lot of good thoughts. And uh, tomorrow we're going to get into some solutions and first steps as we uh, kind of deal mm-hmm. with some of these hard issues. So, Russ, thank you again. Yeah. Yeah, glad to be here.